0: I want to talk to you today about getting rest. Now, uh, please turn to your neighbor and say, That doesn't mean you're to sleep for the next half hour. <laughs> God created us in such a way that we can't live without rest you cannot go 24 hours a day seven days a week without rest our body requires rest in order for it to be renewed and refreshed whichever word you want to use and our body requires rest to stay healthy But our body is not the only part of us that needs rest. Today, we're going to continue in our study uh, on kingdom principles. And this is a little journey through the Gospel of Mark. And we're going to talk about uh, the fact that our soul needs rest. And we're going to look at Jesus Christ's invitation to rest. So, if you have your Bible, let's turn to the Gospel of Matthew, um, chapter 11. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 11, we're going to look at uh, beginning verse 27. Jesus said, All things have been committed to me by my Father. And I, excuse me, no one knows the Son except the Father. And no one knows the Father except the Son. And those to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke, is easy and my burden is light let's pray father we come before you th- even in this very moment lord i am aware that apart from you i can do nothing i am merely your messenger communicating the word that you have put in my heart for all of us here in this room and all that have gathered with us through social media or the internet in one form or another. I pray, Father, for a fresh anointing upon my lips and my heart, that you would empower me by your spirit to communicate this word effectively, clearly, as I ought to. And as always, I ask, that we all will be given an ear to hear what you want to say to us today. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone set? All right. Thank you. Okay, so now Jesus begins with declaring that all things have been committed to him by my father we touched based on this last week where we were talking about how jesus christ is the ultimate authority meaning that he and he alone is the only one who has the power to make the final decision in all of creation and that means in your life and in my life the final answer, the final decision does not rest with you, it does not rest with me, it does not rest with any uh, demonic forces. Jesus Christ is the ultimate authority. He has the final say, the final answer. And so now he tells him that, and he then goes on to say, no one can know the father unless the son reveals him. In other words, Jesus is saying no one can be in relationship with God. No one can have an intimate knowledge of who God is, not just some mental facts, but, no, but actual a relationship with him. So Jesus said no one can know the Father unless the Son chooses to reveal him, to make him known. In other words. And so Jesus is declaring, not only has the father committed all things to me, I have the final say and the final decision on all of creation. And now here's another thing that you need to know. You cannot find God apart from me. I am the only path to God. There is no other path. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes with the Father except through the Son. So, having said that, now the Lord invites all, he said, He invited all who were weary, which means to be tired to the point of exhaustion and burden those who are weary and burdened, those who are tired to the point of exhaustion and weighed down. But this is all dealing with their soul. He promised them rest. And by definition, so that we're all on the same page here, understanding that rest means here to cease from striving, to be refreshed or renewed in your soul. To obtain rest, they needed three things. They needed to come to him, they needed to take his yoke, and they needed to learn from him. If they did that, they would find rest. Now, to help us understand what Jesus was dealing with and what he was focusing on, let's try to understand and realize what was it that the people then were weary about? What were they burdened about? Because if we don't understand why Jesus said it then, we won't understand why it applies to us here today. So back then, listen to Matthew's gospel, chapter 23, verse 4. They, Jesus, Jesus, again speaking about religious leaders, they tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift up a finger to move them. Then in the book of Acts, chapter 15, verse 10, now then... Why do you try to test God by putting on the necks of Gentiles a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors have been able to bear? This was now the Apostle Peter talking to religious leaders who had come and insisted that these new Christians had to follow and obey all the letter of the law. And so now... Putting these two together, we find that the people became weary because they were trying to carry the burden of rules and regulations that the religious leaders had laid on them. In other words, the, the religious leaders have saying, this is what the law says, this is what you have to do, this is how you have to live. And by the way, the religious leaders also added to that traditions, things that were not laid out in the word of God, but that they insisted the people had to live by in order to live a life that was pleasing and acceptable to God. So trying to follow and obey all of these rules and regulations and traditions laid on by the religious leaders brought them to the place where they were burdened, and as a result, they became weary. So now, let's make the connection to you and I. We need to start by reminding ourselves today that it is critical it's important that you and I recognize that Christianity is not, is not about following rules and regulations, but it's about relationship, you see. In fact, let me turn to uh, Colossians chapter 2, and we're going to look at in Colossians chapter 2, beginning at verse 20. Since you died with Christ to the elemental spiritual forces of this world, why? As though you still belong to the world, do you submit to his rules? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These rules, which have to do with things that are all destined to perish with use, are based merely, uh, uh, based on merely human commands, And teachings. Listen now, such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual. In other words, these rules and regulations, they appear to be spiritual, but in, in, the, in the end, they really don't have the power to transform your life. They don't have the power to help you say no to the things that your sinful nature wants to do that you know is sinful and wrong. So notice that religion which is purely defined by the adherence to rules and regulations, religion does not produce the life that God desires. On the contrary, what it does produce is burdens. Burdens that in the end weary you and I. Lewis, can you help me with my bag, please? Come on, camera, follow me here. Where's my camera? There I am. Okay. Lewis, what are you trying to kill me here? I need to take something out of here. This is too heavy, but uh, let me take that one out. Okay. All right. Oh, this is rightly so. It should be heavy because this is religion. In this bag that I'm carrying... All the rules and regulations that either have been taught to me or that I've even established myself. Rules and regulations that give me the false sense that I'm right with God. That teach me that if I follow these rules and regulations, then I'm going to be sure to get to heaven, you see. Rules and regulations. I grew up with them that you have to say so many prayers in order to be forgiven of sin. I grew up believing that if I was part of a certain religion, I would secure heaven. So if you belong to the wrong religion, you're out of luck. Rules and regulations. That... are teaching me, you have got to do this. Otherwise, you're really not a Christian. Have you ever gotten tired of trying to live up to impossible standards? You ever felt like the Christian life really wasn't for you, you weren't cut out for it? If you have, it's because you've been following rules and regulations. You have a religion that tells you, man, my God, I got to read five chapters of the Bible every single day. Otherwise, I'm not a real Christian. I got to pray at least one hour every day. Otherwise, God's not going to be pleased with me. And oh, yeah, let's not forget fasting because real Christians fast. Oh, yeah. This is getting heavy. There was a point in my life where I embraced Christ as my savior. But you see, I had a problem with a habit that was controlling my life. And religion tells you, you can't be a Christian with that habit. You're a false Christian. See, I didn't realize at that time that everybody comes into the kingdom of God with baggage. There's no righteous person, not even one. We all come dirty and filthy. And the Christian journey is about God doing the transformation. But see, religion will tell you, you got to get right before you can come. Religion tells you, you got to dress the right way. You know, you can't come to church looking like that. Religion tells you a lot, doesn't it? And when we start come to think about it, whether we realize it or not, we bring religion right into our Christian journey. Some of us make up our own religion. Oh yeah, man, I messed up today. I yelled at Yvonne, and I yelled a lot at Yvonne, even though she's an angel. I can't, I can't go to church, not after what I've done. Have you ever stayed home because you messed up? Oh, yeah. Think about it. Yeah. When you mess up, it means you, you did something, and you now neglect coming to the one place that can fix the thing that you messed up. Yeah. But religion tells you you can't go. It's like you're sick, but you can't go to the doctor. You got to wait till you're well to go to the doctor. Yeah. Does that make sense? course not but we apply that to our spiritual journey this bag is getting real heavy real heavy and I'm getting tired exhausted is the word weary to the point where I just want to give up I'm tired of failing I'm tired of making God promises that I can't keep. That I fail over and over again. I don't want to feel like a hypocrite anymore, but I'm gonna keep trying. See, religion tells you it's all about the trying. You just gotta be more consistent. You gotta do try harder. And before you know it, you get to the point where you get exhausted and you just say, man, I'm giving this thing up. Because you think that's Christianity. And if you've ever felt that way, I want you to hear the invitation of Jesus Christ the invitation to rest, to rest here's how you respond to Jesus invitation there's three things he laid it out for us number 1 he said come to me come to me that's number 1 it's again important because sometimes it seems so obvious but we miss it Jesus never said come to the church We cannot give you rest. I, as your pastor, cannot give you rest. See, no religion can give you rest for your soul. No, no person could give you rest for your soul. Jesus' invitation is not an invitation to a religion. It's not an invitation to a church. That's why I always exhort our people, don't tell everybody, you got to come to my church because my church, you'll find it. My church is this. We are nothing here. The only one that's worthy of any praise or any acknowledgement is Jesus Christ. That's all, right? That's why David said this in Psalm 61, 62, verse 1. Truly, my soul finds rest in God alone. God alone. Jesus saying, Come to me is a personal invitation from the Lord Jesus Christ himself to everyone who is weary by that burden that they're carrying. Jesus is saying, hey, if you are tired of that experience, I invite you to come to me. And it's critical, critical, critical that you come as you are. Don't try to, remember, we we, we try to hide from God when we mess up. Just like Adam in the garden. Instead of going to God and saying, I messed up, religion tells you you have to hide until you're better. But Jesus is saying, no, you come and you come as you are. Come with all your baggage. Come messed up. As if God didn't know you had them anyway. Right? God knows all of our baggage. He knows everything that we have done. He knows all of our failures, and yet, the, 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 because of His tremendous love, He still says, "Come, come to Me. Don't don't go anywhere else, and don't think that a pastor is your answer. I gotta get. I gotta get to the pastor. He needs to come, just like you need to come. In fact, he needs to come more than you. Come to Jesus. That's what He's offering." there is no rest without coming to jesus i can't go to jesus for you no one can you have to accept this personal invitation yourself and so Here's the kingdom principle. Remember, we're talking about kingdom principles. These are spiritual laws that govern the kingdom of God that you and I need to structure our life around. Here's the kingdom principle for today. Only Jesus Christ can give rest to the soul. He's the only one. And so we need to come to him. That's number one. Number two, we need to take. Everybody say take with me. Take. That's number two. Jesus said, Take my yoke upon you. Yes. Take my yoke upon you. Now, that a uh, yoke, most of us understand what that means. It was a it's a harness that's put on two animals so that the two operate as one. Now uh, agriculturally, what, what usually we see uh, oxen, or it could be horses, it could be cows, but typically, uh, in, especially in the biblical days, it was oxen. They always paired the, a strong oxen that knew what needed to be done with a weaker, younger oxen that will then in turn follow the leading of the oxen, the, the stronger oxen. And so in this picture, Jesus is saying, take my yoke upon you. This is speaking about the believer, you and I, yielding, following the leading of Jesus Christ in our life. In other words, Jesus is saying, put my yoke upon you. In other words, I'm going in a specific direction, and if you follow me, you will find rest for your soul. Now, people think that the yoke of Jesus is It's so restricting. But Jesus said, my yoke is easy. And the burden that I put on you is light. Why? Well, because he's the one carrying most of it. And it's easy because, listen, the yoke that Jesus has for you is form-fitting. Everybody say form-fitting with me. Meaning it was made just for you. The, the, the yoke that Jesus has, that he's asking you. See, Jesus would not ever, ever put the yoke on you. You have to put it on yourself. You have to be willing to submit, to yield and say, I'm going to put that yoke on my, on my life. What does that mean? It means I am going to stop trying to go my way. I'm going to stop trying to do what I want to do, and I am going to follow Jesus Christ. I'm going to allow him to lead my life, to structure my life. Uh, that's what you and I need to do. And Listen to what the book of Hebrews in chapter 4, beginning in verse 9, declares. there remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest must also rest from their works, just as God did from his. Let us, therefore, make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their, own, their example of disobedience." In other words, he is talking about the fact that they were the old, in the Old Testament, the, the first generation did not enter into their Sabbath rest, into their promised land, into their relationship with God because of disobedience. Now, isn't it a fact that you and I, when we disobey God, when we refuse to put the yoke of Christ upon us and follow his leading, when we want to go our own way, the first thing we forfeit is rest. See, we're, we're striving again. We're trying to make things happen the way we want them to happen. And whenever we go back to us trying to do something, us trying to make something happen, in the end, it just wearies us out and it becomes a burden. Just like religion. And so the Bible tells us here that they didn't enter into their rest because of disobedience. There is no rest for the people of God without embracing the yoke of Christ. You will never be refreshed in your soul. You will never stop striving in your spiritual journey if you insist on doing everything your way. That's why Jesus is inviting you he will not make it, make you. He will not put it on you. But he will tell you, this is the only way. You have to take my yoke upon you. So in this invitation to Christ, number one was what? Come. Say, come with me. Right? Come to me. That was number one. Number two, it was take, which is take my yoke upon you. Here's number three. Learn. Jesus said, learn from me, I'm gentle and humble in heart. What is Jesus referring to? Well, in John chapter five verse nineteen, we get a glimpse. Jesus said, uh, gave them this answer: "Very truly I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself; he can do only what he sees the Father doing, because whatever the Son the Father does, the Son also does." Jesus was declaring that his life revolved around one purpose and one purpose alone i do everything that the father wants whatever the father says i say whatever the father does i does i do everything was according to the father's plan so that in all things he gets the glory in other words, Jesus was saying, what I'm doing, don't give me credit for. It. I'm just doing what the Father does. Don't give me credit for everything that I'm saying because I'm just saying what the Father does. He pointed everyone back to the Father. And what that means for you and I, as Jesus lived only to do what the Father did and only to what the Father said, so that only the Father God glorified and praised. He didn't see glory for himself. So, for you and I to learn from Jesus now is even to take a step further, not only after we take on his yoke, but to take on this attitude Lord, I only want to say what you want me to say. I only want to do what you want me to do. And I don't want any credit for anything that happens. I want you and you alone to be honored and glorified. See, when we live with that, we cease cease from striving and our soul is refreshed. We find rest, why? Because listen, even when you are engaged in doing God's work, the danger is that you can try to do it your way. And the danger is also that you are doing it for recognition. And when you do that, you begin to strive because you don't get enough recognition or you don't get the recognition you feel you deserve. And so now you begin trying to make something happen that that, that now it's not God working through you, it's you, once again, trying to do it yourself. And in the end... That striving gets you tired. And now you get so tired and weary that you want to give up because nobody understands what your sacrifice. Nobody recognizes what you have done for God and for them. See, Jesus wasn't about getting recognition. He wanted everyone to honor God and God alone. Because there is no rest apart learning from Jesus. Pastor Jason, worship team, if you would come. We're talking about this kingdom principle that only Jesus Christ can give rest to the soul. Three things Jesus said. Come, take, and learn. Learn if we can be engaged in these three things, we will find rest for our soul. And here's the thing about it. Jesus wasn't just talking to people who had never embraced or haven't yet embraced him as Savior. Some people think, well, this is for people who don't know Jesus as their Savior. No. This is for every single one of us. Because even as we embrace Christ as our Savior, we need to get Jesus to cleanse us from this religious mindset that we have that causes us to carry around these weights that in the end just weary us and get us exhausted. When we allow the Lord to have his way in the things that we have talked about, he does the changing inside of us. He changes our attitude. He changes the way we speak. He changes, perhaps, the way we dress, if that needs to happen, you know. One of the things I've always guarded against is us trying to do that to people. Encourage leadership and people in ministry. Leave them alone. Yeah, but, you know, they're not dressed. Leave them alone. We all come in with baggage we we'll all come in that if the truth is told, there's none of us that is always 100% right with God. We always got something happening. But that's why we love Jesus so much. Because in spite of all of that, he still loves us. And because he loves us, he's always got mercy for us and grace for us. So I'm going to ask you to stand this morning. Maybe you're in that place today where Inside, you are just tired. Your soul is just tired. There's no rest. Either because you've been thinking that your own personal morality or your religion is the right path to find a rest and peace with God and you realize now that it's not, that only Jesus, because only Jesus can reveal the Father to you and I. And if you've never embraced Christ as your Savior, in a moment, I'm going to encourage you to do that and direct you on how. Or if you're just a a believer that has been struggling lately in your walk with God because you didn't realize, but you were carrying a bag that was just weighing you down. And by the grace of God, you want to walk out of this building today, releasing that bag. We're talking today about this kingdom principle that only Jesus Christ can give rest to the soul. Maybe you're here today or watching us on social media or the internet and you've never embraced Jesus Christ as your savior. You've been trying so hard to get right with God, maybe through religion or your own personal morality. And if you heard God's word today, no one can know the father unless the son reveals him. You've got to come to the son. You've got to say yes to Jesus. And in a moment, if that's you, all you need to simply say is, Lord, I'm in that place. I want to let go of that the baggage of religion and, and that personal morality to try to get right with you. I want to embrace Jesus as my Savior. It's as simple as that. And if you mean it from your heart, God will respond. And for those of us that have made that step, but yet in this journey, we didn't realize it, but we were carrying this baggage of of trying to get to that place where we would do the right things enough for God to be pleased with us. We didn't realize, but we were trying to be religious in our own way. And you want to release that bag today. We're gonna come. We're ready to come. We're ready to take the yoke on us, and we're ready to learn from Him. So whether you're gonna say yes to Jesus, or you want want that that rest to come into your soul, because you're gonna come, you're gonna take, and you're gonna learn. I want you to just lift up your hand as we close in prayer. I wanna pray for everyone that got their hands raised, those of you who are with us on the internet. Father, we come before you this morning so thankful for the Word of God for all of us, Lord so thankful that we realize now that we don't have to carry these burdens oh god we don't have to become weary because we are trying we're striving to come to a place that we do enough to be accepted oh god to 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 think that we can now be right in your sight oh god So God, whether we have embracing your son for the first time, everyone that has their hand raised because they want to say yes to Jesus rather than to some religion, God, hear their cry and respond, oh God. Let the Spirit of the Lord cleanse and purify them from all sin and come and take up residence in their heart, Father. I pray for every single one of us as your children, we didn't realize, but we were, we too have been carrying this burden, oh God. Trying to obey some rules and regulations that have only weighed us down and gotten us so weary. Some that we've even placed upon ourselves. But today, we're going to let that go, God. And we're going to purpose by your grace to come to you, Lord. To your presence, oh God, that you have promised us, realizing we could come just as we are, and we're going to take your yoke upon it Lord. We're going to we're saying yes to to allowing you to lead and guide our life, Father. Huh? We're saying yes to submitting ourselves to the lordship of Jesus Christ, and we want to learn from you, Lord. We wanna be like you that in everything that we say and do. First of all, we only do what the Father says and the Father does. In other words, we only want to do the perfect will of God and you're gonna reveal that to us as we come to you, Lord. And we wanna do it in such a way that you and you alone get all the praise and all the glory. We thank you for this all in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Come on, one last time. Put your hands together. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord.